Welcome back. My next guest has spent the last few years in a living nightmare after being falsely accused of rape by a woman he barely knew. Jordan Trengrove was just 18 when he met Eleanor Williams on a night out in Cumbria in 2019. What happened next landed him in prison for 10 weeks, left him branded a rapist, destroyed his mental health. Eleanor Williams has since been unmasked as an evil fantasist and a serial liar. And today she was jailed for eight and a half years. Before we speak to Jordan, let's just hear what he had to say last time he was on the show back in January. I took an overdose in front of my own mum. It was that bad. I didn't ever put other people's feelings first, if you get what I mean, because my life was just too messed up with all this stuff. Well, that was Jordan then. This is Jordan now. Jordan, I was thinking of you today when I heard about the, the sentencing. Um, just wonder what your reaction was, given the scale of the lying and the fantasy, given that so many people like you were caught up in this web. Um, do you think it's long enough, eight and a half years? No, I don't think it's long enough at all. Um, I think she should have been given a lot longer sentence in my eyes because she's got time served as well. So in reality, she's out in 2025. So the sentence in reality is only two years. So I think she should have got longer. When you saw the, 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 the lengths that she went to, you know, buying a hammer, she's seen on video, buying a hammer to then attack herself simply so that she could frame people like you for raping her and grooming her in other cases and so on and attacking her. What did you feel about that? What did you feel watching her just so calmly going about buying these tools to create this fantasy? It makes me feel sick. I don't know how anyone would want to do that or want to hurt herself in any way like that. I couldn't imagine ever hitting myself with a hammer or anything like that. You, you don't want to do anything like that. So it just makes me feel very sick in a way. The big debate, of course, is what happens with cases like this when you have somebody come forward who's got all these apparent injuries and makes all these incendiary claims of assault and rape and so on. Um, should the system, the legal system, start from a position of believing accusers or should they start from a position of listening to the allegations and then investigating the facts? Because in your case, you were named on the front page of your local paper. You had rapists graffitied over your house and had to move. You were the one who felt suicidal. She, meanwhile, remained completely anonymous. Yeah, I do think that they should be listened to and taken into account. And regarding, like, newspapers and being in the newspapers, I think that should be changed because that was the, one of the main things as well, what went towards destroying my life. I shouldn't have been named in that paper when I was only remanded, you know, like, fair enough if I was convicted. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I think about the scale of what she did and I heard the sentence, and like you say, you know, if, if she behaves herself in prison, she'll be out in the next two years... You know, to me, I don't understand why she didn't get a life sentence, frankly. I think the exact same. I think she should have been given life. Perverting the course of justice can hold the maximum of life. And she's destroyed so many lives, not only mine. So she should have her life took away from her. And Jordan, how have you got on with rebuilding your life? Now, has it helped having her now be named, identified and jailed for lying and you be associated with that? Are people now, you know, are you in, able to go back to your place where you grew up and are people treating you now as an innocent victim rather than as a, a supposed rapist? Yeah, 
Um, I don't like going into Barrow so much anymore. I don't like going anywhere near that town. And I said to my partner after the sentencing, I said, this gives us two years to just move out the area because I don't want to be in the area when she's released as it is. But it's, I can rebuild my life now. And I've started, like last time I seen you, I've been doing steps towards rebuilding my life, yes, I have. If you had been found guilty of the allegations that she made against you, had you been told by a lawyer how long you may have to have served? I think my solicitor told me back then it had been looking at, like, 22 years because of the severity of it. You see, that, that to me, is just extraordinary, isn't it? You were told you might get 22 years in prison for a pack of lies about you, and the person that perpetrated the lies ends up getting eight and a half, literally about a third. Exactly, and I think it's so unfair because if I was sent to prison, it would have been so many more years, and this is exactly what I said to quite a lot of the press when I came out of court today. If I was sent to prison on guilty on what she accused me of, it would have been a lot longer. But she can go out and destroy and fabricate and do so many people's life of damage and pretty much just get a slap on the wrist. It just shows it's very, I don't know, it's not... It's messed up in the system. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, it's grotesquely unfair and imbalanced. Um, Jordan, really appreciate you coming back on tonight. It must have been a difficult day for you, but ultimately, I guess, a satisfying one that she at least uh, is remaining behind bars for another two years or so. But like you say, ridiculous, that then you have to fear going back to where you want, you're from because you're worried that she'll be there again, which she will be in two years. It seems ridiculous. Um, I really appreciate you coming back, Jordan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, Ava, this guy, I've interviewed him a couple of times now. He's so, like, impressively calm, eloquent, but there's a kind of searing anger there, too, about what he's had to endure. 18 years old. I've got three sons in my 20s. This is every parent's nightmare for a son. Now, I'm very aware that a lot of women that make allegations of sexual assault and rape get no justice. You know, the, the rates of, of conviction for these things are ridiculously low. I totally agree with that. But for the purposes of this debate, it's specifically about what's happened to him. To me, it seems ludicrous to carry on with this notion that all accusers should be believed. We saw it with the God. nasty Nick character who invented all the stories, the paedophile stories about, you know, some of the most <clears throat> eminent people in the country. We've seen it now with this woman. So we've seen it from a man and woman. To me, there should never be a presumption of belief. Why should there be? I think that, gosh, I don't really know where to begin with that. I mean, we live in a country where under 1% of, you know, rapes even go to conviction. So yeah. I'm quite taken aback by what you said. Well, why should you automatically believe an allegation? Because we live in a country where women aren't believed and it is extremely difficult for women to come forward and talk about sexual assault that has happened to them. And look, this situation is grotesque. Mm. You were right to call it that. It's abhorrent. And he's a very nice guy. But it's quite clear that the girl in question is really unwell. If you look at her mental health mm. all around this case, she was reported missing one year 32 times in, in just one year by her own mother. She's clearly not well. I actually don't even think she should be going to prison. I think she should Sorry? be going... I think she should be <clears throat> sectioned. I think she's not well. And I actually don't think prison is a safe environment for her. Well, I don't really care if it's a safe environment for her, frankly. And I don't think that being unwell is a justification. You wouldn't be it's saying that... It's not a that. justification, you wouldn't but be it might be an explanation. If we had a male... If this guy had been convicted of what he'd been 
charged or mm. accused of doing and arrested uh, over, it, like you said, 22 years, you'd have called him a monster. You wouldn't have made some excuse about his mental health. Yeah, I mean... Right? Why are you making I, an excuse for her? I, I'm not giving her an excuse. You are. You're I'm saying not. she shouldn't even be in prison. I'm explaining. I, think, I don't think that she is well, and I don't think she's going to be rehabilitated in a prison. I actually think it's going to be really awful for her, and it actually is an indictment of our justice system. Actually, what's an indictment <laughs> is that he would have gone down for 22 years, she's going to be out in the next two mm -hmm. years, having served half of an eight-and-a-half-year sentence. And, and do you think she's going to be any better? She's not going to be any better for it. Prison is about rehabilitation. She is but not. You wouldn't going be saying to... that if he had been found guilty and gone to prison for rape. But she's you? clearly not a. You wouldn't, though, would you? She's not. A, she's yeah, not but Avery, you wouldn't, would you? No, I think that's a false equivalence. It's not a false equivalence. equivalence. He's literally just told you. He was told if these lies stuck and he and he was found guilty, twenty-two years in yeah. prison. You would have been quite happy with that. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if if she got through it, the justice if he was system convicted, and the justice system had convicted him, yes, I would. You would say have been quite happy. You wouldn't have made all these excuses. I wouldn't excuses. have been quite happy. Richard, here's the here's the dilemma for me. I do think it's completely wrong that so few rape allegations end up with convictions, when in many cases we know mm -hmm. they're probably true. So this is a absolute disgrace in this country about what happens to women who make legitimate claims, and the system lets them down. I think we can all agree yep. on that, right? But this is a different area. This is the area of what the police do when somebody comes and says X, Y, Z. And I feel strongly now, after several very high-profile cases, you cannot make a presumption of belief. You cannot call them yep. victims <clears throat> from the start because they may not be. They might be fantasists. But surely, Piers, there's a difference between belief and listening to someone, yes. seriously investigating yes. it by people who are really skilled well, that's what I and qualified. Well, that's, well, that's my position. Rather, I, I think yeah, that's thinks that's outrageous. No, I, look, I, you've got Genuinely to... looked at me in total disgust. Yes, yeah, she was, but, but I think that's because you didn't consider the point about seriously listening, properly investigating by real specialists who understand the likelihood. I, I know a guy who, uh, he, um, luckily, he did remain anonymous, but he had 18 months of absolute hell on earth. Right. Uh, and it turned out it went all the way through trial, and at the end of the trial, jury, ten minutes, uh, right. and he was and in innocent. this case, in this case, this poor kid, he's, he's not even twenty, no. and his name is branded in all his local town as a rapist on the local paper front page. She, meanwhile, remains completely anonymous. Yes. Now I know the argument for the police is if you name people who are accused of sexual assault and rape, it encourages other people to come forward. Exactly. But actually, why should he? be named and shamed in that circumstance and a woman like that remain anonymous until she's finally charged with lying. So this is about what happens in our minds. Because you work in family law. It, so. I do. But this is about what happens in my mind. He's not named and shamed. But he was. He's named. And shamed. And it's, and, and it's the approach... Literally people door rapists on his And house. it's the approach that's taken by people because we have to all remember that you are innocent until proven guilty. And unfortunately, we forget that in society. And Christopher Jeffries is a classic example. He was the unfortunate yeah, yeah. landlord um, who went on to later sue the press um, and certain individuals... Who behaved recklessly. Absolutely. And I was one of them at the time. No, no defence for that. Absolutely. And so this is about our responsibility as a society, knowing what we know... And we saw it with that poor missing woman recently who disappeared. Exactly. All the... Everyone racing to conclusions about that. Exactly. That and TikTok detectives that was, and all of that That was down to the, the woeful police handling of it. Well, in my, I, I, in my I, couldn't, I couldn't possibly answer. But the point is we all have to take responsibility. In mm. a society where human beings are running a system, but should we it is believe make accusers from the start? Absolutely. It's not about Why? believing accusers from well, the is. start. It is. Because if you, uh, if you believe... 
made them, you call them. If you call them, if you call them that guy, that that guy Nick, who who invented all the stories, right? He was believed, and in fact, the the commander of the Met Police at the time called him a victim, right? At the moment, a policeman of that rank calls somebody a victim. There is a presumption of guilt and a presumption that everything he's saying is true. Yes. And it turned out it was all complete fantasy. And I think you can avoid all this if you say, look, someone comes with an allegation and you say, right, we're taking this seriously, we absolutely will treat you with due respect, we'll take all the details down, we'll properly investigate, then it's, then it's compellingly important that the police investigate it properly. But only at the point that you have enough to charge somebody, in my belief should anyone even be considered to be named and shamed, right? And, and that is technically what should happen. But That's we, not what happens. But, but exactly, and why not? Because people talk. The police will inform right, the press. Right, but Ava, is press... that... No, why, you know, why is what I'm saying wrong? Because you, you can name two people, two men that this has happened to. Can you name all of the thousands of women who can't get a conviction? But why is it going to be either or? You're making it an either or, actually. You are, you are... You I'm, are, not, I'm saying I'm not. I'm saying there should be a presumption of an allegations being made, not a presumption of a true allegation. Do you being know made. what a woman has to go through? Do you know what a woman has to do to record rape? Would you want, if you had a daughter, would you want her having to give her knickers over? I have got to a daughter. I have got okay, a daughter. Right, would you like her to give her underwear over no, to a police I wouldn't, station? But I think you are conflating phone, two different the, things. I'm not conflating you two are. different things. What's I'm that got to do with a presumption not, of innocence but, or guilt? No, because right now we are talking about but a you woman who is a fantasist and has ruined someone's life and it is grotesque. Yeah. Comparing that to women who are assaulted and should be believed why was she believed? so that they can go through the process Why was she believed at the start and why was he disbelieved? Because she was a woman reporting a sexual assault. Because she was and a woman. And she also did turn up because she with a hammer a to her yeah, face and she did look like she had been assaulted. Right. The police did let him down. I will say that the yes. police in this situation why, let him down. why is it sensible to just believe accusers? I don't even think we can have that conversation because actually victims are never believed. It's very rare that they are. This is just a high-profile case where a woman... Uh, unfortunately, has been believed wrongly. Richard, final word. Uh, we've just got to have higher quality specialists who've got more experience about assessing these and quickly. Where's, so the, money? That, Where's the money for that, Richard? Well, we, we've it got to find exist. it. We've got to find it. That is not a good enough answer. We have to but get it's the reality. higher quality. But well, then we'll do. And when we'll, we we'll defund the, the police, it's, no, this is what happens. I'm not talking about defunding the police. But we should that's be what happens. You've got to increase it. You've got to increase okay. the quality. It's not good enough. You know what? It's complicated. But I do think there have been too many of these cases now and the problem starts if you just say, I believe you from That's the start, I, I rather than I listen to you. Mm. Which is what happens in every other form of crime, right? Pretty much. Right? Why do we just assume people are telling the truth? Why? Listen and investigate properly, quickly. Yes. Treat with respect. Yeah. Absolutely. Listen to them seriously, then investigate. Otherwise, you get into this kind of situation, which I think is incredibly unfair. The problem is when the system is so backed up against those Look, who report... let's all agree the system, the system is deeply flawed. Yeah. And deeply. it has to be, and yeah. the conviction rates are a disgrace.